ready to get and stay fit? Welcome to Fit, Positive, Confident with Dr. Gordon, where the focus is on your whole person health, physical, mental, and spiritual. Because your health can be affected by so many factors, Dr. G covers a range of topics in this program, from eating healthy to world-shaping events. So relax and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. In the studio today, my good buddy, Kyle Galloway, and we, he's a martial arts guy, but he's also the food guy and the diet guy, and what else? Exercise how, how, how guy. How else can we label you? You know. Exercise guy. You know, it's positive mental attitude guy. Uh. <laughs> we can't box you in. That's a pretty big box there. And, you know. <laughs> All kinds of stuff that you do, right? Yeah, yeah. Try to, you know. Uh, one of the things that you did a lot was uh, try to figure out uh, the different diets. Yeah, yeah. And be, and some of it had to do with the health issues with between you and your wife, mm-hmm. and other, and then just uh, trying to be in shape all the time because you do own a martial arts school, mm-hmm. so you don't want to be one of those uh, elderly. Bruce Lee types with a big pudgy stomach. <laughs> in uh, in my world, we call that the master's belly. Messy. Yeah. Uh, so generally speaking, when somebody earns their title of master in martial arts, they like stop doing martial arts, and and uh, all their skills go to go by the wayside and get the big old belly. And yeah, so no, definitely do not want to be that guy. It's like fat soccer coaches. Right, you know? It's like, how do you do that? Like, Well, and I was inducted into a martial arts hall of fame um, back in 2010. And um, I was, it was uh, one that I was nominated for uh, from somebody. I, don't, I never found out who actually nominated me to uh, be inducted. Um, but I got in, and it was on the premise of leadership by example. And, uh, you know, and that, that wasn't something that skewed me more into that. That just was what I was recognized for. And what I continue to want to be is just the example to the people around me, whether it be my martial arts students or the people that I do health coaching with. Um, you know, I I never want to be one that's like not practicing what I'm preaching, you know? Um, I mean, you don't want to have a disconnect. Yeah, between yeah. what you're saying and the way you appear and the way you act and move and exactly, you know, and uh, even in the martial arts world, I've um, I've worked with you know people that honestly were amazing martial artists back in the day. Um, when they were in their prime, they were one of the best, uh, you know, on the planet. And you know, I've done seminars and and things with these individuals that, uh, you know, are now maybe in their 60s, 70s, and even 80s. And, you know, some of them have kept up in the martial art world and, and, you know, have seen how things have changed and they've adapted their skill sets to, you know, the improvements that have happened. And then others are still teaching what they did in like the 70s. And they're like, this is the this is the end-all be-all for tournaments. And it's like, yeah, that was, that was like, we learned how to defend that in the 80s, you know, like that's no longer relevant. So, you know, you see that in all fields. Um, anybody that doesn't continue their education and keep up with, you know, the certifications and the knowledge that they gained when they first became the expert, you know, after a decade, 
you're no longer an expert. Sure. I mean, the same applies for the doctors and uh, yeah. all kinds of scientists and people who are doing research. I mean, nurses too. I mean, have yeah. to have to take tests occasionally and you right. Know, make yeah. Sure I mean, it's it's pilots, really pilots, I pilots. Mean. You know, there's always new technology come out. There's and in today's world, the the amount of information that comes out within a five year period, like you know, pre. 2000s, uh, you know, things didn't change much over the course of 10 to 15 years. You know, 20 years, 30 years, things were quite a bit different. But, you know, and then ever since, you know, the 2000s, everything is just accelerating. And so in today's world, you know, knowledge you had five years ago is is fairly obsolete. And the more AI comes online, you know, the faster that turnaround time is going to be. So, you know, knowledge is, is really power. Well, and, and it it applies to diets and it applies to yeah. what you eat. And what we thought was the right way to eat back in the 50s mm-hmm. is no longer appropriate. No. Because no. science, has, the research has been done and shown differently. Exactly. And so, uh, so yeah, that was kind of the, uh, the idea behind the episode today was really breaking down some different types of diets and... You know, go through the pros and cons and, and just really give people some little paradigm shift of, you know, maybe a direction that they want to attempt and, and see if it works for them. It used to be for a long time in American history that, you know, beef and potatoes were dinner. Yeah, right. Meat and potatoes, baby. <laughs> that was dinner, you know, yeah. roast beef and, you know, gravy and all of that stuff. And then things started changing. So, um Give us a little rundown on the different diets and and yeah, I would say that um, you know uh, because I mean there's so many different diets out there, right? Um, that uh, it, you know we definitely don't have time to break down you know every single one of them in this episode, but you know I figure we can you know go on a deep dive on some of the the most popular um, that are you know kind of in our our atmosphere these days. So um, I would say probably the three most popular diets that, um, that people are promoting today um, is either vegan slash vegetarianism, uh, keto diets, and, uh, you know, carnivore is actually gaining a tremendous amount of steam. Um, and so, you know, there's definitely pros and cons to all of these different ones, and there's ways that you can structure it in, you know, there's there's bad versions of every single diet, and there's, you know, the way that you structure it to really, really make a difference. Um, and then there's some basic principles that go along with no matter what you do, um, if you make these few changes that uh, whether you are going more vegetarian or going more carnivore or going, you know, for the keto and the fasting and those kinds of situations – um, you know, there's some basic principles that if, you know, if you're not really paying attention to diet and you just make a couple of changes, you can see some massive improvements in your health without changing a tremendous amount of what you're doing, right? And, and for people who are vegan and vegetarian, uh, besides uh, taking uh, into account the health uh, issues, for, for some of them, it's also a moral issue. Correct, yeah. You know, because they don't want to kill animals. Yeah. So they stick with the diet, and generally speaking, vegetarians uh, have a good, healthy life. I mean, obviously, they you can screw up the vegetarian diet as well. Yeah. You know, because you can eat cake 
It's right? not meat, you know. Yeah, you know, as long as there's no eggs in there, right? And uh, people who who do live on a healthy vegetarian diet, you know, have been shown to uh, live uh, a lot longer. Yes, it's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's one of those that. Um, there's, you can definitely find contradictions to that concept. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so there's... Like when they, I'm sorry, when they look at those zones, what do they call The blue zones. The blue zones, they found zones where people are totally vegetarian. You know, like yeah. Loma Linda, Seventh-day Adventist, you know, mm-hmm. yep. which is where I'm from, you know. Yeah. But... Uh, so those ones... Um, you know, there also are blue zones that uh, that don't make the cut in those documentaries um, where they are primary meat eaters. So yeah, there are blue, many blue zones where people eat yeah. meat too. So you know, it's, it's it's moderate. It's not like generally speaking. Generally speaking, yeah. So you know, um, and again, you know, I are you saying in, there is a blue zone where people are living over a hundred and they, all they eat is steak? I want to know where that is on the map. Uh, Point it to me. My understanding. So one of the one of the guys that I I listen to and and read his material, uh, who is a proponent of the carnivore diet, is um, I believe it's Costa Rica, and that's actually where he's living these days. Um, but he he there's a particular part of Costa Rica where um, the primary part of their diet is meat. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's not a moderate, like mostly veg you know, um, and, uh, and, you know, very much a blue zone, very much, um, where the men and let's, women uh, are. Let's do a, let's do a whole show on it once we find out exactly where it's at. Right. Yeah. I would have to go back and, can, and uh, figure out, um, cause yeah, he, he broke it all down. His main thing was, uh, you know, talking about the blue zones and and how they've been cherry picked to try to promote vegetarian and veganism. Now again, you know, this is a guy that uh, you know is wholeheartedly disagrees that vegetarianism and veganism is a healthy way to eat. Uh, obviously, he is a huge proponent of carnivore. Um, but uh, but again, you know, I mean, I know people that are thriving on vegetarian and i know people that are really you know their health problems are only getting worse on vegetarian so you know again pros and cons to everything and depending on who you are which one's better for you after we come back we can talk about arnold Back in studio, I'm talking today with uh, Kyle Galloway, and we are talking about different diets, and um, we were stuck there a little bit on a difference between a vegetarian diet and a carnivore yeah. diet. And yeah. uh, Obviously it, very opposing views, right? You yeah, know? yeah. You <laughs> know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and a whole bunch of athletes, they've done a documentary. I forget what the name of it um, is. Yeah, that one that came out on Netflix, right? So... They're all switching to vegetarian diet, yeah, basically, mm-hmm. and saying that it's very healthy and that, that you know cholesterol, all of that stuff, and the, their numbers are going down and yeah. all of that stuff. So, you're saying there's this guy who is actually making the opposite case that the vegetarian, all vegetarian diet or vegan diet is not that healthy for you. Yeah. So, um, so you know, 
like there's definitely dogma uh, within all of these. Mm. And, um, and that is something I try to avoid as much as possible of like, you know, mine's better, yours is wrong, kind of, uh, kind of a breakdown. And, you know, honestly, I try to switch my diet. Um, you know, I was actually having this discussion with, uh, with my wife a couple weeks ago. And, you know, one of the things that I mentioned to her was, you know, everything that we do with our body, is not do the same thing over and over and over again. And if you think about, you know, exercise, you made you this do, point before, yeah. and I think it's a valid point. And I'm, you know, out of all, you know, I listen to people that are vegetarian, vegan. I listen to people that promote the keto diet. I listen to carnivore people. I listen to, you know, I even search out people that, that uh, promote the standard American diet, listen to their pros. You know, I like to know everything about all of it and, you know, just kind of take what they tell me and, and apply it and see what works for me kind of a situation. And one of the things I've never heard from other people is, is talking about your nutrition in a similar way of how everybody speaks to exercise and, you know, being able to, you know, change things around a little bit, keep your body guessing. And, you know, and I, I do feel that there is something to be said about that if, you know, the way that we learn, the way that we exercise, the way that we, you know, even find enjoyment in life is by trying new things and, and making modifications, um, then why would, why would nutrition be anything different? You know, um, this, this begs for a whole new show, man. Absolutely. Right. So, uh, <laughs> I mean. But uh, so you know, let's let's start with vegetarian veganism. And your, your point is, if you if you uh, when it comes to exercise, if all you do is walk twenty minutes every day for the next ten years, you're really not. You're yeah, saying you're, you're not giving your body ben the benefit that you could be. Yeah, exactly. You by know, doing different things. And what's going to happen is you're going to notice a huge boost in improvements just because of the fact that you've now gotten yourself moving. And over time, you know, it's going to, as you're doing it, you're going to see improvements, improvements, improvements. And then after a certain period of time of doing the exact same thing over and over, it's you're actually going to see the improvements decline. And, you know, you're going to not gain nearly as many benefits from it as you did at the beginning. Because your body is um, used to it. You know, same thing if you're uh, lifting weights, right? And, you know, you do the exact same exercises over and over and over, day in and day out. Then, you know, at the very beginning, you're going to see massive gains and improvements in the muscles that you're, you're using to accomplish this workout. But over time, you're just not going to gain any more improvement. Right, so you need so to switch it you up. Gotta switch it up. You gotta make changes. You know, if you if you go on vacation to the exact same place, even if it's the most amazing place on the planet, but you go there every time you go on vacation over and over and over again, eventually, it the most amazing place on the planet is boring to you, right? You don't get the same enjoyment from it. So that's why we go to different places on vacation. That's why we see. switch up our exercise. That's why we, you know, so every well, aspect of our life requires a little bit of modification and change and new and you know and even with exercise you can repeat an exercise you just can't repeat it every day all day every single time you exercise right you you do this exercise then you do something different then you do something different and then maybe you come back to the original 
Let, and let me with, point out an obvious obstacle to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like I had a friend, he passed away by now, but uh, he used to go every, over here by Sloan's Lake, there was a little joint, you know, a little restaurant. He go there for the last, for 30 years before he died for, I think, lunch. And every single time he would get roast beef and mashed potatoes. Uh -huh. Yeah. And they, and I, I know for a fact that this is true because one time he asked me to go with him and I did. And all the waitresses knew him. They didn't even take his order, you know. They yeah, just, just walked in and he knew wanted. what he wanted. And, yeah. uh, and he told me, he says, this is what I've been ordering. In other words, mm -hmm. people have fear of, people are comfortable with known and what yeah. they have already experienced. And they don't want any surprises. The, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Most, oh, absolutely. I would yeah. say most people. Yeah, people uh, people avoid change at all costs, and the only thing constant in this world is change. So this needs so, to be overcome somehow. You know, it doesn't have to be, but I would argue that you'd want it to be, depending on your goals, right? If you're really wanting to be in the absolute best health that you can be, uh, you can't do the same thing over and over again like that. So, you, you know, depending on your goals, if your goal is comfort, then yeah. Stick to doing the exact same thing every single day and never never veer outside of your comfort zone and, and you're going to accomplish your goal. But, you know, that's not what most people talk to me about, about what they want to achieve in their life and the health that they want to gain. So, you know, you got you to match your actions to the goal, right? What are you trying to accomplish? And, you know, and then build, build, your, uh, build your life from there. So at this point, you're saying you're trying different diets. Yeah, you know, so the idea is that, um, you know, I bounce between, you know, like one week I'll, I'll eat vegetarian and then the next week I'll kind of be more of a, you know, balanced between meat, vegetables, you know, uh, fruits and things, but kind of take it on more of a ketogenic type slant, right? Okay, okay. Um, other weeks I'll do just nothing but carnivore. And, you know, and so I kind of rotate through these diets and, you know, that way I can, you know, really try to increase. Um, and, and again, my, my purpose behind it is, you know, we have our macronutrients, which are protein, fat and carbohydrates. And, and, you know, you got to kind of get those as in the ratios that you find are, are the best for you. Right. But then there's micronutrients and micronutrients are, you know, the electrolytes. It's the, you know, it's magnesium, it's potassium, it's, you know, all of the essential amino acids. It's the, you know, the polyphenols that come from plants and, you know, these all these different little pieces that, you know, and there's hundreds and hundreds of different little micronutrients that our body needs to be able to repair itself, to make all the processes happen in the right way and do the things that are supposed to happen to keep us alive and and not just live but thrive right and every single piece of food out there has a little bit different of a micronutrient structure to it and so if you're not structuring these diets correctly and in my opinion if you're not if you're just doing the same one over and over again you kind of find yourself only getting a certain set of micronutrients and not that you know not the full spectrum that you need. Okay, we got to take another break and we will be right back, folks. Okay, 
We have in the studio Kyle Galloway. He is a martial arts expert and uh, runs his own school here in Denver metro area. His website is successmartialarts.ninja. Yes, sir. <laughs> so you can check it out over there and find more wisdom uh, that you are hearing here on this show today. Uh, successmartialarts.ninja, once again. Anyways, have you ever done a week where you were eating nothing but just fruit? No. No. Be too much sugar? What? I mean, Doesn't you just, say- there's no, really no protein, no fat. So massive amount of carbohydrates and then, so one of three uh, macronutrients. So... Uh, so you're trying to do a balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything you do, you want to make sure you're you're getting a su- uh, sufficient amount of protein, fat, and carbohydrate. So you want to find that that better balance within there um, versus like straight fruit. Um, you know, fruit nothing nothing but fruit for the week um, doesn't really hit your especially your protein needs. Well, in the ancient times when people were doing you know farming and whatnot. Uh, they would eat a lot of vegetarian food because they would grow food, but then they would also eat a lot of, not necessarily meat, but they would eat a lot of milk and cheese and eggs and stuff like that. Which are because that was very, available. very, very good sources of protein if you get the right ones. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. kill the chicken, you know, then you didn't get the eggs. So right. They, you know, but every once in a while they would eat uh, meat too. You know. Right. Uh, yeah. When the season was right and all of that stuff. Uh, I think that's similar for. A lot of different cultures, isn't it? Yeah, so... Other you know, than Eskimos, obviously, they're eating whale all the time. Right, you know, and uh, yeah, the the Eskimos are like the original keto diet, um, you know, mostly mostly protein and animal fat. And, Where do they uh, get their vitamin C from? You know, if you actually do, and so, you know, if we actually start looking at breaking down, like, the diets, um, when you go carnivore, like... Most people think of carnivore as like you're just eating like steak all day, every day. Right, right. Um, but again, there's there's good ways to do eat every diet out there and there's bad ways to do it. So if all you eat is muscle meat, then you're going to be extremely nutrient deficient. So if you're going to go into more of a carnivore type diet, you actually – it's it's got to be, you know, the way many of the carnivore people will say it is nose to tail. Like you eat muscle meat, but you also got to include organs, gizzards, you know, so, uh, the liver, you know, the liver is, um, kind of the primary organ. Um, so if you actually go and, you know, like hunter gatherers, um, that still exist on the planet, you know, their primary source of food is protein and their secondary source of food is going to be, you know, if they find fruit. Uh, during certain months of the year, Berries. or if they come across a uh, beehive, right, then they get, you know, the natural honey. So, you know, that's going to be when they really go after the carbohydrate side. And then they, you know, they all have like things like tubers, you know, which are the vegetables in, in their world. Um, and those are like last ditch effort foods. Like they don't eat those if they don't have to, but, you know, if they haven't had a successful hunt, then, you know, uh, in, in a long period of time, then they, they fall back on the vegetable, right? Um, and so, but the first thing, when, they, when they're hunting, 
the organs are the most prized pieces. And so, you know, the liver, the brain, the eyes, the kidneys, um, you know, eating the heart. I mean, all of these different pieces. And, you know, so, um, you know, vitamin C, when you're including organ meat into your diet as a carnivore, then you are getting a lot of these nutrients that many people think don't exist in animals. So vitamin C is, you know, you can get all the vitamin C that you need from animal organs. Well, um, like orcas, when they kill sharks and all they eat is a uh, is liver. Right. So the liver is one of the most nutrient-dense um, pieces of food on the planet, right? And, you know, one of the arguments for carnivore is that everything that you eat is, is bioavailable. Um, you know, one of the, one of the things that is really, and this is one of my, why I don't do vegetarian diet or vegan diet for a prolonged period of time is that, you know, vegetables are very much alien to our biology. So there, there is protein in plant foods. However, the the amino acids and the protein structures that exist within those plant foods are very, very different than the essential amino acids that we need for our body to operate correctly. And, you know, there's all kinds of different things like anti-nutrients and different protein structures and things that actually lock and bind to the micronutrients and the proteins that exist in plants that don't allow your body to absorb them or they're not the right version of it to absorb and use, right? And so, you know, when you're doing kind of a plant, more plant-based diet, vegetarian or going straight vegan, there are a lot of nutrients that, that you extremely need, miss out on and there is no way to, to make up for that unless you're supplementing, right? right Things right, like right. Ribopla- riboflavin, certain B vitamins, um, you know, a lot of protein, you know, the, the proteins aren't the essentials that we need kind of a deal. So, so like uh, beans and rice, rice and beans. Yeah, and, uh, you know, so beans, beans um, are generally a, a big part of the protein in right, vegetarian right, right. diets. Um, one of the problems with uh, beans is there's a lot of lectins in them, mm-hmm. which uh, if you're lectin sensitive, then uh, it's going to be, it's really going to mess you up over time. Um, and there's, uh, there's anti-nutrients in there that actually will bind to the proteins that exist that don't allow your body to absorb that protein in the right way. So the protein will, like you're getting protein in, but it's just going right through you, Um, you know, and that there's only, you know, certain people on the planet, about 30% of people are, you know, uh, sensitive to plant lectins. And for those 30% of the population, it's going to mess them up if they they eat a tremendous amount of lectins, which are going to be all in the high protein sources for vegetarianism. So there's like 30% of the people on the planet that if they go vegetarian, all they're going to see is their their joints are going to ache like crazy. They're going to feel terrible. And, you know, for other 70%, they're probably going to do yeah, pretty yeah. good. No, I don't think we need to worry about 30% of the population going with Unless you are the <laughs> one in that 30, right? And so this is why I'm a proponent to, you know, knowing more than one rather than just being like, oh, I watched a documentary on Netflix and this is what I'm going to do now. 
and all of a sudden, you know, your health and your, right, right, right. you know, your general well-being crashes and, you know. We should bring Arnold here and have you guys argue about this. Well, and, and again, I'm just, you know, for me, I 100% vegetarianism is great for some people. And it's absolutely horrible for others, right? So to promote it as like this is the end-all be-all for everybody on the planet, that's just wrong. I don't think we have to worry about everybody on the planet at any time in history ever uh, that they're, that we're all going to do the same thing. Well, that's what they're trying to do with vegetarianism. Right. No, I know. Yeah, 100%. They're trying uh, to turn it, everybody it, into that. It's funny how uh, – well, the, the, you mentioned the word dogma. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is – religion to some people yeah you know? yeah 100 percent. right not just uh, not just vegetarianism but, but all kinds of other things yeah even carnivores so the one of the guys that i listen to most i got four or five people that i listen to on the the carnivore side of the diet but uh one of the guy i like most his name's paul saladino and um and he used to go by carnivore md but he doesn't fully go uh carnivore anymore so he includes a tremendous amount of fruit in his diet uh, as well as honey, as well as, uh, you know, lots of dairy. Raw dairy is, is kind of the thing he promotes the most. Um, but the fact that he does honey and fruit, um, you know, totally means he's not 100% carnivore anymore. And he was one of the biggest voices in that field for years. Now and then when he made that switch, he, you know, all of a sudden the entire, like the, the community turned, uh, on turned on him. Just like, you know, there's vegetarians that, you know, were big proponents of vegetarianism. And then, you know, their health was declining and getting terrible. And then they started to incorporate meat again. And, you know, and they were just shunned. It's like so, you again, be, dogma. You, 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 know? you belong to Scientology, and then you decide to yeah, leave, and then right? Tom Cruise yeah. sends a posse after you. Exactly, right? And again, this this dogmatic idea is just ridiculous. But there is something in the human nature when you know we do something, and then we want everybody else to do it exactly the same way, right? Not, I, don't know I why. personally don't understand that, um, but it is right. You know what worked for me? You know everybody should be doing this, right? Um, we see that. We see it everywhere, right? Um, but yeah, no, it's okay. not. Well, well, we'll come back. Maybe we'll get back to our subject here <laughs> in the last segment. We'll be right back after these little messages. In the studio... Kyle Galloway is going to give us now a breakdown of the three most popular diets today. Yes, I will. Vegetarian, <laughs> keto, and carnivore. Yeah. Okay. Well, since we we only got one segment left, it's going to be hard to break all three of them down. But uh, I'll well, do we my, already talked do my about, about the vegetarian. Right? Yeah. So ultimately, um, you know. It is, and and again, with all of these, it's, you know, whatever one sounds like it is interesting to one of the listeners out there listening to this radio show, then, you know, best thing is just kind of start it, try it, see what you think of it. Um, if you notice big improvements in your health, then keep going with it. And if later down the road, it starts to feel like you're not benefiting as much as you once did, then make some changes, right? And so, you know, again, vegetarian veganism, most of us know 
kind of the structure of that. And, you know, it's limiting animal products, right? right so if right, you're right. doing vegetarian, you know, you got some people that will just not do meat, but they might do eggs and cheese and dairy and, you know, things like that along with vegetarianism. Uh, veganism is 100% no animal products whatsoever, right? Um, you know, you got the pescatarians in there as well, which, uh, you know, very pretty much no animal products, but they will eat fish. Mm. Um, and so, you know, for a lot of people, because when they switch into this kind of a diet, um, you know, you end up being much more conscious of your, your food intake. You're not eating, you know, all the crap out there. So you really start to notice a big improvement in there. But again, you know, um, some of the people that, uh, you know, talk a little bit of trash about vegetarianism. One of the things that they'll always say is that heroin and, and uh, Oreos is a vegan diet, you know. So, um, but again, I, I like that thought process because it's one of those things where, you know, again, you can structure it terribly, right? Like, you know, you could have mac and cheese all, all day, every day, and that's vegetarian, obviously not vegan, right? But, you know, that's vegetarian diet. And if you're doing, you know, whole bunch of white pasta and a whole bunch of really, really terrible cheese, then you're not going to notice a huge amount of benefits to your health by of course. eating, you know, the crappier so type so of foods, right? We need to talk about the sensible vegetarian, which is uh, a nice, good variety of different vegetables, yeah. you know, fruits, uh, you know, not going overboard, eating healthy, eating organic, all of that stuff. Same thing with meat, you know. I mean, if I had to yeah. eat meat all day long and nothing else, I don't know that I could handle it. I mean, I like meat. Right. Yeah. I like a steak. I like a, a liver. I like, you know, whatever, fish, you know. But if that's all I had to eat every day and nothing else, and no bread, no veggies, right. no... no. Feels like it would get kind of boring, right? Well, it. I don't know that, you know, after a while it wouldn't just, I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't I, do it. I 100% agree with that, right? So... um so, you know, it is, it's finding that balance and, and, you know, eating a variety of, of good foods. And, you know, most of the people out there that do the vegetarianism and vegan, uh, do pretty good. Um, again, there's going to be certain things that, uh, you just will not find in the plant community, um, that you kind of need to supplement with. And, uh, you know, one of the, one of the things that I, you know, if I'm working with somebody that is very much wants to be vegetarian because of more of the moral reasons and, and it's really the direction that they want to go, um, you know, taking enzymes is kind of a mandatory thing because, like I said, there's a lot of other plant defense chemicals and things that exist within uh, many of the plants that, that we consider the healthiest that really do prevent you from absorbing the uh the actual micronutrients and so you know finding a really good enzyme that uh you take with your food while you eat does add extra kind of boost to your digestive system that mm -hmm. helps to really break everything down and actually uh really unlocks a lot of those micronutrients and so you know that that's one of the one of the main things i say that if you're gonna go vegetarianism that you want to find a good good enzyme product that is going to help break uh, break everything down even further than your digestive can by itself uh, so you can really unlock all those nutrients. Okay. Um, you know, one of the ones that I like is uh, by a group called Bio Optimizers. 
um, and their enzymes, they call it uh, masszymes is the name of the product. Um, but they, uh, their enzymes, they have more enzymes in their product than anyone else out there. Um, you know, all for breaking down fats, proteins, carbohydrates, everything. So right, right, right. really, really, really good product. Um, you don't necessarily need to do that one, but, uh, but that's just the one that I found that I like the most. Okay. Um, if we jump over to the carnivore, go the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, you know, I'm never, I'm not really one that's like a huge proponent of just carnivore completely. Um, again, like you said, if all you're doing is, is eating meat, then, you know, it's like, so really a strict carnivore diet is, uh, muscle meat, organs, and animal fat, right? So very, very keto diet because you're not doing any kind of carbohydrate whatsoever. Um, and one of the bigger problems with that is when you are doing ketosis for too long a period of time, you will massively deplete your electrolytes and you cannot supplement enough to be uh, to replace the uh, the electrolytes that you're losing on a regular basis. So what basis. these people say when this is brought up? Uh, most of them ignore it, um, but this is one of the main reasons why the guy Paul Saladino started incorporating fruits and, and honey and, and things back into his diet um, is because he was having massive problems with muscle cramps mm. um, because he was extremely magnesium deficient. No matter what he did, um, he wasn't able to replenish the magnesium and the, and the you know, um, other electrolytes uh, because when you're in ketosis, there's some, you know, when you eat carbohydrates, you actually signal to your kidney to hold on to the extra electrolytes, um, and when you're in full ketosis, the kidneys don't get that signal, and so it doesn't hold on to enough of the electrolytes, and you just get rid of them. So, so you will, after a couple of years of straight ketosis, you know, almost everybody is going to experience muscle cramps and, you know, uh, maybe disruptions of sleep. Um, and so, you know, even with, with – uh, so it's more carnivore-ish, including – fruits and honey and maybe some dairy um right you know keto is the same thing you just you know being in long term it just really wrecks your electrolytes kyle thanks for being here buddy yeah man always love it see you next time folks bye bye be sure to tune in next time for another unique perspective on your whole person health with your host dr g And don't forget to share the goodness with friends and family and visit our website at fitpositiveconfident.tv and follow Dr. G on Twitter at Dr. G Fitness. God bless and stay healthy.